Hey, what's up? Happy Wednesday. It is March 25th. You're listening to the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. I believe this is episode 39. That's crazy. I'm Lisa Page. Before we get into this riveting episode, I have to tell you about Bill Bar. You know, my love for Bill Bar runs so deep. So yesterday, they released three new flavors, limited release, I should say. We have caramel brownie, cookie dough, and Samoa bunt cake. True story, though. I woke up at 2 in the morning, and once my eyes opened, I remembered immediately to get on Built Bar and order these new limited edition flavors. So here I am in bed. I'm trying to, like, dim the light on my iPhone so she doesn't roll over and wake up. And I'm placing orders. I got two boxes of the cookie dough and two boxes of the Samoa Bunt cake. Right now they're offering, I think, 15% off, which is crazy. So go over to builtbar.com, punch in Lisa, you'll get 15% off. That's more than you normally would because Built Bar, they're awesome. I cannot say enough about this company. They're incredible. Just like everybody else, I buy my boxes. I use my own name for the discount code. It's pretty cool, but I got to try them just like you. I'm so excited for cookie dough. So you got cookie dough, Samoa Bunt Cake, and Caramel Brownie, BuiltBar.com. For every full box you buy, they're throwing in two extra bonus Built Bars because you can't have enough Built Bars. So remember, Lisa, when you check out at BuiltBar.com and you will get 15% off your order. Hit it. Okay, so let's get into this show here. It's been two weeks now that the whole world has been on lockdown, not able to leave the house only for essential things like gas, going to the pharmacy, going to grocery shop. And obviously, as you know, everywhere you go, you can't find toiletries. You can't find paper towels. I'm only loyal to Bounty and I hate the price gouging right now. It's insane. Obviously, hand sanitizers, wet naps, wet ones, antibacterial soap, like forget about it. You may find it, but you're going to pay out the ass. The price gouging going on right now is fucked up. Now, rewind to a couple of weeks ago. I was with Trump. I was like, this is a joke. Everybody calm down. What's up with everybody buying 9,000 rolls of toilet paper? Y'all are insane. I'm still baffled by the purchase. But I will say, I was very wrong. Very wrong, incorrect in thinking this was not as serious as everybody thought it was. I wish I was right, but turns out I wasn't. (laughs) And so here we are, two weeks in. I heard Trump say today that he's hoping that by Easter, we could be kind of sort of back to normal. And I'm praying that is the case. I am praying we can get our lives back. Oh, here comes Ainsley. I have an on-air light that's on, yet nobody seems to see it. Here she comes. Hi, I'm in the middle of recording. Hello. Come here. While you're here, let me ask you a question. Okay, hold on. You're about to go in the pool? Come here. So I'm telling the listeners about how we've been stuck inside for the last couple of weeks. Get up on the mic and actually, let me turn on your mic over there, right there. Say hi. Hi. How do you like staying home, Ainsley? How do you like staying home and learning from mommy? Um, I think it's pretty good because like we have everybody... Um, like we have nobody talking to the mic. We have nobody um like distracting me. No, <laughs> nobody's distracting you. And but do you miss your friends? Yeah. Do you miss your teacher? Yeah. You think mommy misses your teacher? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go back to school for the rest of the year? Because you don't get out until the end of May. So we have a little bit of time. Do you want to go back? Um, 
I do, but I want to stay home a little longer. You do? Well, don't worry. You probably will. If President Trump is saying what we all hope he's saying, that means, in Uh theory, God willing, you'll go back after Easter. So that's two more weeks at home. Yay! With your crazy mom! Woohoo! Okay, thanks, little lady. I appreciate your feedback. Goodbye. Goodbye. Signing off. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. All right, so there you go. My seven-year-old wants to go back to school but doesn't mind staying home for a couple more weeks. I can handle two more weeks of this, to be honest. Now, listen, I know that I have not been the most chipper lately over on the gram, but I can't pretend and I can't get on every day and act like everything's totally normal. It's fantastic. Here's my favorite eyeshadow palette, everyone. Swipe up. I can't do it. And I've told you a million times that if you don't want to hear me talk about this, you're sick of hearing my bitchy, complainy, whiny stories every day. You have every right to unfollow. Nobody's forcing you to listen to my dumb rants. But a lot of what I'm saying on Instagram is repeated on my radio show that airs across the country at night. Last week, I was very anxious. I'm still anxious. I hate being out of a routine, even though we're trying to get in this new routine, this temporary routine, hopefully. And I want my old life back. I want my old life back, and I know you do too. My parents were down from Connecticut last week, so it wasn't too bad because they were here until Tuesday. They had flown in the week before on Thursday. So from Thursday to Tuesday, I did have some backup. Stu is still going into work. Everybody else that can work from home at The Blaze is working from home. But all the key players, except for Glenn, Glenn's been home too. But everybody else, like the show must go on, and they're going in Uh, Over the weekend, we did have an engineer out here just adding to my home studio some equipment just in case it comes up where Stu does have to broadcast from my studio here at home. He can do it, which is awesome for me. This is like a great studio perk for me too to have. But anyway, he's still working. So he's gone for most of the day, as I'm sure most of your husbands are too. So being home with the kids locked in, not being able to do play groups, can't go to the playground because the virus lives on metal and it lives on cardboard and it lives on the grass and it lives on trees. Like you just can't do anything. Sure, going outside is great. However, the weather has been more than shitty. I feel like we've been living in Seattle the last three weeks because yesterday was the first sunny, beautiful, gorgeous day that we've had in almost three weeks. So on top of all of this quarantining, I think that's not a word, but I just made it up. But on top of just being stuck inside, we have not really been able to go out. And so that has for sure added to my anxiety and my stress and my discouragement in all of it, in all of it. And uh, I just want to shout everyone out who has taken the time to comment and message me. And I'm being 100% honest. I maybe got two messages from women that were like, all right, I think you're just being a little dramatic. That's it. Y'all hear me. You all know what it's like. You're going through what I'm going through right now. And that's why I, I do feel motivated to continue talking about this because people aren't. And I think it's only healthy that we do. Believe me, from last week to this week, I feel like a page has been turned in my book over here because of all the advice and all of the encouragement and the great tips and tricks that I have received from so many of you on Instagram, Uh, mostly on Instagram, some on Facebook, but the majority of you have really been vulnerable with me 
and you're scared and uh, I'm just sad. I'm sad for everyone that is out of work and that lost jobs. I'm sad at all of the brides that have had to cancel their weddings. I am devastated for seniors graduating from high school and college because what the fuck? Our economy is a trash fire. Trump can't win. He's getting hit from both sides. When all this is said and done, people are going to say he either did too much or he did too little. Overall, though, when Trump speaks, I believe him when he says, essentially, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're on the right path. And if everyone continues to stay in and do what they're doing now, we're going to beat this invisible enemy. I think the question we all have is when? When can we go back to life before coronavirus? Will we be out of this lockdown? Can we go see our friends. When can the kids resume their activities? I want to go to Del Frisco's for a steak. I don't want takeout anymore. I miss meeting up with my friends. I miss having lunch with them and meeting at the playground after school with all the kids. I miss my nail salon. I miss my gym. I miss date nights. We all miss everything that we took for granted, all those little things that we did, even just a stupid errand down the street to CVS. We took it all for granted three weeks ago. And now how badly do we want that freedom back? We need to continue to stay in. I can't even believe I'm saying this because I'm the last person, even when I'm deathly ill and sick, I hate staying in my house, but I've been doing it because I want this to end immediately. Stu and I were talking because, you know, he's like my political go-to guy. I'm picking his brain every night about this stuff. He's so sick of talking about it, but his opinions are really what matter to me the most. And sometimes I find them encouraging and sometimes I'm like, don't say it, don't say it. I mean, he told me two weeks ago, this was going to get really bad. It's really bad. But Stu seems to think that this country can do maybe two more weeks, maybe till Easter with this quarantine business before everyone's like, well, to hell with it. I got to get back to work. My kids need to get back to school. If I get the damn virus, I get the virus. And speaking of school, what the hell? Dude, when did I become a homeschool teacher? Um, I never signed up for that. A lot of you are just getting work this week. We're officially one week in and I'm ready to pull my hair out. I'm not a drinker, but by the end of all this, there's no doubt I'll be an alcoholic. The amount of work that my kids are getting is unreal. I get that these teachers are trying to cram seven hours worth of work into maybe two or three, but it doesn't feel like that for moms like me who never paid attention in school. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's a lot of work. There's so much to it. We're using all these apps. We've got all these passwords. We've got all these logins. We've got school codes. We've got to download stuff. We got to copy stuff. We got to transfer stuff. We got to scan stuff. They're studying koalas in science, and I'm pretty sure she has something substantial due on Friday, but I've completely lost track. At this point, I don't even know how to spell my name most days. The worst of it was when we had to pick up their stuff in brown boxes last week. It was awful. Oh my goodness. I could not handle it. We had to go through the pickup and drop off line the same way we would normally do back in the good old days. And I gave them our last name and some high schooler brought out two boxes with the kids stuff from their classrooms and their desks, put it in my trunk. And that was that. <laughs> so at this point, like, I'm pretty convinced my kids are out for the summer. You've probably faced the same reality. The thought of having our kids home for the next five months is terrifying. It's daunting. What if summer camps don't pick up? We're really going to do this? 
there's no way. Gosh, I hope that Stu's right. I hope that after two weeks, Trump just picks it all up and we get back to business. But what if we don't? That's the worst part of all this, that our kids are torn away from their friends for however long this may last, however long it's going to be. But also we're missing our teachers. We are missing a schedule. We're missing a routine. And that's been my struggle this week. I have like themes. I have like this roller coaster of emotions every other day. This week it's routines and schedules and trying to find the right flow and and how we're going to fit things in. One big, big deal for me is working out. As you know, I need it for my sanity. I enjoy it. It's my daily routine. It's a holy grail of mine. And I can't function like a normal, proper, sane human being if I don't have that hour of me time during the day. And obviously, when the kids are in school, my routine is freaking bomb. I love my days. I love everything. I love that it's all laid out, mapped out, where I'm going to be, what I'm going to do, what I need to work on, how long I'm going to be doing this, whatever. Gym time, friend time, family time, all of it. But when you don't have a routine and now I'm faced with two kids looking at me every day like, okay, mom, what's the lesson today? Yeah, it's been a week. Monday was really hard for me. I cried all day. I called Stu at three o'clock, bawling my eyes out, telling him how discouraged I was. I'm the worst mom. I was not born to be a teacher. The kids probably hate me. It sucked so bad. Then throw in the fact that I wasn't able to work out because I had no time. I was just too busy trying to get through these lessons with my kids. And that was the nail in the coffin. Not to sound dramatic or anything, but the fact that I wasn't able to get in my one hour just proved that I was obviously delegating work the wrong way or wasn't managing my time right. Monday night, I promised myself that was not going to happen again. So come Tuesday morning, yesterday at 4 a.m. when his alarm went off. I was right there with him. I got up. I went to the kitchen. I turned on my Keurig. I brewed myself a cup of coffee with extra sweet foam because I deserve it. And I knocked out my show and all the show prep that comes along with it, all my voice stuff and commercials. And I made sure to do all of that before the kids got up around eight o'clock and they came downstairs. I made them breakfast. I put their show on for them. And I was like, okay, kids, peace. I'm going to go work out. I'll be back in an hour. And this is where My big breakthrough moment came through yesterday. I was riding with Olivia Amato. I think she might be my new fave on Peloton. But as I was sweating and I was seeing my calories burning up, that's when I realized, I think I can do this. If I can get up and knock out all the things I need to do for me, today's going to be a good day. Knowing that I got all the stuff I needed to do out of the way, I got my workout in, which was numero uno priority, I'll be able to focus on my kids. And I'm going to take it a step further. I'm not even going to give them lessons at the same time. I'm going to do it one-on-one. So while Zach was on his little house party app with his friends talking for half an hour, that's when I sat down with Ainsley and we did the first part of her lesson. And she loved it because I was able to give her undivided attention and really work with her and pay attention to what we were doing, answer questions or email the teacher if we had questions, whatever. And then after she was done, She took the iPad, got on Facebook Messenger Kids with her friends, which, by the way, is the best app ever. And that's when Zach came in and did his part of the lesson. And I just felt so much better. I felt so much better because I got my workout in. I got my work done. It honestly felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I texted Stu in the middle of my ride. I'm like, I think I got it. I think I realized what I need to do is I've got to do me before I can work with them. I will be a better mom to our kids. I will have so much more patience with them today because I'm not on edge worrying about when I'm going to get my workout in. On Monday, 
I was mad at the world because by 3.30, I realized there was no time I was going to have any chance. There was no window of time that I could get a substantial workout in. That's when Stu came home early. (laughs) I think I scared him. He came home at six o'clock and we were all in the driveway playing. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to at least walk Piper. That was my form of exercise. So yeah, Monday was a day, but yesterday was a thousand times better because I got up with Stu, which isn't all that bad. When you've got a husband getting up around the same time, when you're doing it together, it doesn't seem as horrible, even though four o'clock is horrible. But I was able to get all my stuff done and then I felt so much better. I just felt like, you know, I could start their lessons whenever I wanted because we had the whole day. I wasn't constantly fighting time. So that was my big aha moment. If you can relate, my advice to you is to make yourself a priority. Put yourself first. And if that means getting up at the crack to get your workout in, you got to do what you got to do. If you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. The upside of having them not in school and having a big open day with no plans because we can't go anywhere is you can set your own time. Maybe you start teaching the kids tomorrow at three o'clock. Maybe you start at 9 a.m. Anything goes. So you can be really loosey-goosey with the schedule at this moment in time. My second revelation of yesterday's big, gigantic, mind-blowing day was getting ready, taking a shower, doing my hair. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All I did was reach into my makeup bag put some concealer on. No, but honestly, that's a big part of it too. Getting ready. Even though I'm not going anywhere, I felt so much better with clean hair and a fresh face of makeup. So that had a lot to do with yesterday's come to Jesus moment. I was also thinking ahead yesterday about the summer and how now, since we've been home with the kids, or at least I've been home with my kids for almost three full weeks, 24-7, I feel like I can do the summer. The summer seems like easy breezy, assuming camps resume. Because at least we have options once the summer comes. We won't have schoolwork. We'll be able to go to parks. We'll be able to do play dates. We'll be able to put them in camps, some overnight camps. We'll be able to go back to our normal life. And uh, these past three weeks, if the one huge lesson that I've learned and the big takeaway here is not every moment in my life will I be able to control. Everything that has happened has been completely 1 million percent out of my control. And I'm learning a lot about myself on how to adapt and how to create new habits and how to set up a new routine, even though it's not the most ideal, but also to give myself grace. I've been really hard on myself. I feel like this is something I've got to work on every single day because it is a tough job. I commend so many of you who have chosen to homeschool your children. I have mad respect for y'all, seriously. And let's not forget all the messages I got via Instagram. Loved hearing from so many teachers. Y'all dropped major wisdom on me. And I appreciate so much that you too can relate with the struggles of homeschooling. A lot of you said you'd much rather be in the classroom with 22 of your students rather than home trying to wrangle up your kids who want to sit and watch TV all day and eat every snack in your pantry. I can't thank you enough for sending me so many kind words and lifting me up, honestly. So with all of that being said... I hope that you took something out of this episode. I've learned a lot about myself over the last couple of weeks. I'm leaning on my friends heavily through this situation. Friends are key. I feel like God's really testing me. I think he's testing all of us. I stand by my words. I think this coronavirus and even here in Dallas with the weather and everything like this is a sign. If you don't think this is a sign of what's to come in the end, then we have some bigger problems. It's clear he wants to be back in our lives. He wants to be number one. We've pulled him out of every aspect. 
of our lives. And you can agree or not agree. I'm a believer. And I feel like this is him giving a little shake up here. He's shaking us up. This is a dress rehearsal. We better figure things out and we better get it right. Sorry to be a little panicky, but that's how I really feel. All right, let me wrap up the show with my song choice for this week. And it's brand new Ellie Goulding with Black Bear. It's called Worry About Me. I feel like this was stewed the other day. Worried about me because I was just losing my mind. Turn it up. Here you go. for listening. If you liked this podcast, feel free to rate and review. I know if you're listening, you've probably already subscribed, but thank you so much. Pass it along. Send this off to any mama who is struggling and uh, let her know that she is not alone. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it. Just stay positive. Thank you so much for all the support. We got to be there for each other before we all go insane. (laughs) We should do a virtual happy hour. I'm on Zoom. Find me on Zoom. All right, I'll talk to you tonight on my radio show, Pop Crush Nights. It airs coast to coast, 7 o'clock. If not, I will catch you back here next Wednesday for another riveting episode of the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. God bless. (laughs) 
baby